Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is now March 10th, 2018, although we will call this the March 9th FightfulWrestling.com podcast. We're here to talk about Ring of Honor's 16th anniversary show. You guys missed it. Of course, this week we had post-Raw, post-Smackdown. We had Listen, Your Boy. You know we have WWE Fastlane uh, post-show coming up on Sunday, but... I hit you guys up with a little something different this week. Uh, if numbers are good, reception is good, things like that, I'll keep doing it. I did a post-NXT show, which I also uh, did ROH predictions. I talked 205 Live, things like that. If, uh, Like I said, if it gets good reception, I'll keep doing it. And very, very soon, we have premium content coming to Fightful.com that you all will be able to uh, support the site in getting very cool stuff on the way there as well. Leave us a thumbs up, like, subscribe. This show brought to you by LivingSharp.com. Head over to LivingSharp.com for all your gift needs. They have something different, something creative for every price range and every occasion, really. Like if you want to make somebody laugh, cry, or yell at you, LivingSharp.com has something for you. I love using LivingSharp.com. It's always tough for me to pick out gifts for my parents. That's where I go, LivingSharp.com. Ring of Honor, 16th anniversary. We have tons of articles up at FightfulWrestling.com. My show notes and match ratings for this uh, are also up right now. I'm releasing the pay-per-view match ratings the night of the show. That way you all can read along with me while you do the podcast or you listen to the podcast, anything like that. So, you know, my match ratings start on a scale of five, uh, 1 to 10. They start at a 5. They slide up or down. It isn't contingent on any star ratings or anything like that. There's a pretty good explanation over at FightfulWrestling.com. 
If you have a question, drop it in our live chat on YouTube. But if you're listening uh, some other way, you can listen on Player FM, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. All over the place, you can download us directly at FightfulPods.com. This show started out with uh, Sumi Sakai and Hana Kimura. Sumi Sakai was getting double teamed on the outside early on. This was an opening round match for this Women of Honor uh, tournament. I've been reviewing all of the tournament matches, even if they're uploaded individually to uh, Ring of Honor's YouTube page. And I mentioned this earlier this week, but uh, watch the Kelly Klein Bonesaw Brooks match. It was a very good one. Hana has a nice surfboard. It is unbelievable that woman is 20 years old. She already has a unique look, can work a little bit. And I saw her sell that flying front dropkick that I usually hate so much in a way that made me not dislike the move. You know, I, I often rally against the the front dropkick, whether it's the one that Finn Balor does from the outside or jumping from the top rope because most people take a simple back bump off of it. And it looks like the person delivering the move gets hurt more than the person taking the move. That wasn't the case with, with Hana Kimura. She jumped all the way across that ring when she took that move. Looked very good. Until that superplex botch, I wouldn't have known that uh, Hana was two years in and 20 years old unless you would have told me. Sumi Sakai's flying body press to the outside is an absolute work of art. And the 46-year-old ends up beating the woman 26 years her junior with the reign of terror. Oh, woke Sumi Sakai busting out Luther Reigns' finisher on this day. I'm sure she uses it as her, as her finish, too. Up next was a um, actually a quarterfinal match. Tennille Dashwood, formerly Emma in WWE, and Brandy Rhodes had both already advanced. He had Mandy Leone on commentary here. Deanna Peraza was on commentary the match prior. Uh, Tennille Dashwood now gets more pyro than anybody in WWE does, and it's not a lot. That's just me saying that. Tennille uh, trolls Brandy into running the ropes over and over and over again like the rookie mistake deal and gets slapped. Mandy Leone is on commentary, and you know one of the criticisms of Mandy Leone is, is she's not she's just not very good in the ring. She has a, a a mega star look, but probably rightfully she's criticized because she is the girlfriend of Ring of Honor Booker Hunter Johnson, delirious, and <clears throat> likely has her spot because of that. Not to say she doesn't work hard, but that's a point that was brought up. Uh, Colt Cabana on commentary kind of took a shot at Brandy Rhodes for how she got her spot, which was being Cody Rhodes' husband, or Cody Rhodes' wife, rather. And Mandy says, well, Brandy works hard. And Colt says, everybody does. We all work hard in wrestling. And kept on shooting down Mandy Rose. Because, I mean, why would Mandy Rose be invested in people not saying that Brandy's husband got her that spot? Gee, probably, you know, they have a lot in common. Colt then corrects Brandy on how to do a short arm scissors, which... Yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with it initially, but but Colt did, so good on him for spotting that. Tennille did make Brandy look competent in the ring, and with the right opponent, Brandy can, but it's it's a matter of speed more than anything with Brandy when she's in there. And Tennille isn't the fastest worker in the world either, but, I mean, she's solid. Brandy feigns a knee injury, and I love this Colt Cabana call. He was gold on the mic all night. When the ref goes and checks on Brandy, he's like, what's he going to do, fix her knee? And it's true. Tennille kicks out of crossroads, hits spotlight the difference for the win. This wasn't great. It was there, but Tennille Dashwood advances, and she should. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the brackets. But this, uh, the Sumi Sakai match was much better, and I'm ready for Tennille to get a 
She had a, a decent match with Stacy Shadows as well that I reviewed on Fightful.com, and Stacy uh, held her own in that as well. The, the pre-match promos were a little corny, and, and they are often here, but they also announced that the semifinals would take place immediately before, or I think the pre-show of Supercard of Honor, and the the finals would take place on Supercard of Honor. So finally, they they get actually on the show. The women do. Uh, right now, the the brackets, as uh, we look at them, like I know that I know that uh, Deanna has also advanced. So you got her. You got Mandy Leone in these <laughs> these uh, semifinals. You got uh, a few of the Japanese stars there. I think it's going to come down to. It's got to, it's probably going to come down to their homegrown American talent. That's that's what I see, or you know, I, not not homegrown necessarily, but uh, some more of their domestic talent because I mean they they want to keep the the partnership with Stardom strong. I'm sure, but uh, right now you got Kelly Klein, Mandy Leone, Iwatani, and Perazzo on one side of the bracket. You have Sumi Sakai, Kagatsu, and Tennille Dashwood on the other side, and Tennille's already made it to the semifinals. So I would imagine. Tanil versus Sumi Sakai, Perazzo versus Kelly Klein, and I would go Perazzo and Tanil in the finals. But if they go Kelly Klein after the match she had with Bonesaw Brooks, wouldn't be surprised. We had some promos. Bubba Ray Dudley, who goes into the WWE Hall of Fame in less than a month, is here on ROH 16th anniversary, talking about how this isn't sports entertainment and rallying up the crowd. He beats up the dogs. Cheeseburger joins them. Uh, this was the paper anniversary for Ring of Honor, their 16th anniversary. And Ian Riccoboni got Colt Cabana a Ryan Sandberg rookie card for the paper anniversary. Hot dog. Hiromu Takahashi defeated Flip Gordon. There's something about Flip Gordon. He, he's so athletic, and it doesn't require like any type of effort on his behalf. It, it's just natural for him, like to the point of where he makes it look so easy. The things that he's doing, like that that kip up dance and stuff, and I think he does that a little bit too much. Hiromu mocked him for it. Like once you've seen it once, you don't need to see it again for another four or five months. And in every single one of his matches that I've caught recently, he's done it. So maybe slow that down a little bit. But I think he slows himself down a little bit. Maybe he's afraid of being too fast for his own good because it seems like he's he kind of paces himself when he could go full speed. Hiromu Takahashi's not gonna gonna have trouble hanging with him. Eh. I want to say that Takahashi throws another really believable front drop kick. Take another drink if you're doing that drinking game. Me talking about front drop kicks. He doesn't land flat on his back and his head when taking it. Takahashi goes at Todd Sinclair. And Sinclair screams, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing my job, which is funny and ironic because rarely on TV is Todd Sinclair doing his job. He's always getting distracted or falling down or taking a bump or something like that. Gordon has one hell of a tornado forearm. With Cesaro switching up his moveset since being a heel and not doing that springboard European uppercut, this move could go go down as like one of the prettiest. I don't want to say simple. It's simple looking because Flip Gordon makes it look simple because he's that good at, at pulling off moves like this. But it looks really nice, and I welcome this move. 
Gordon also nailed one of the nicest Falcon arrows I've ever seen. It's followed up a few minutes later by a hellacious Death Valley driver in the corner for Takahashi who wins with a time bomb. This was just a bunch of moves to me, and it was they, they were good moves. They were done well. Really athletic. Excellent guy. I mean, if if this is one of the, the worst matches on the show, and based on my ratings, it was, then you're doing pretty good, Ring of Honor. Doing pretty good, Ring of Honor. I'll tell you who's doing pretty good in Ring of Honor. Uh, Marty Skrull and Punishment Martinez. Punishment caught a little bit of flack for the match that he had, uh, for a match that he had recently. But this one was fire. You're not going to find a lot of 10-minute matches that are better than this match right here. Both guys ended up looking good. Skrull jumped in and attacked Punishment right off the bat. Martinez heaved Marty Skrull across the ring with a Falcon Arrow. (laughs) When you do the Falcon Arrow, generally you want to set them in between your legs so you can hook the leg for the pin. Not not Punishment Martinez. He sits out and Skrull's body cleared his, his leg reach. It was great. Punishment uh, after that then hit an Air Jordan. ACH's old move where he steps on the second rope inside the ring, does a flip over the top rope to the outside of the ring. Man, this was incredible. Skrull worked over Martinez's leg, and he did it really, really well. And then Punishment countered with a Psycho Driver variation, then a curb stomp. They were coming in hot in this match. Then Skrull busts out a, a brain buster after he got cracked open. He's bleeding everywhere. Uh, you, you can't really see where the cut is. You can't tell if it's eyebrow, eyelid. Fortunately, I don't think it, it caused him any trouble, or at least any major trouble. Skrull's able to work over the leg and do it at this sprint pace to where the crowd doesn't go to sleep while he does it. He does different things than other people are doing when he's working over the leg. It's not just your typical kick the knee, kick the knee, uh, drive your knee into his, work the shin type of stuff. He's he's dropping the heel over his shoulder. He's doing like foot DDTs. He's uh, dragging screw leg whips, stuff like that. Martinez goes back on his offensive. And we had an interview with uh, Punishment Martinez this week. It was really good stuff. Also, I got him for upcoming Wikipedia fact checks. And one of my favorite, uh, my upcoming feature, Making a Finisher. I'll tell you about that here in a second. But he talks about, his his offensive variation, and this was one of them. He goes up for a full Nelson slam and then takes uh, Marty Skrull down on his face. Really, really good. Excellent, just good variation of that move. Switch it up a little bit, make it different, and make it look impactful and, and violent. Really good stuff. Punishment drags out a table after <laughs> Marty Skrull goes outside. Marty Skrull goes after the ref, and security goes and breaks it up. And then Punishment Martinez does the Undertaker (laughs) plancha dive, but does it over the turnbuckle. Sick! When Punishment manages to get Marty on the table, Punishment tries to go back to the well with the Air Jordan again. Whiffs, goes all the way through the table. Skrull brings Martinez back in, gets two on a pile driver. I'm not big on kicking out of pile drivers. I think that should be one of the most protective moves in wrestling, but that's always my my issue with Ring of Honor is bastardizing moves. At least moves like this that have been historically protected. He's not able to break Martinez's fingers. 
but Skrull picks up the win after he fakes throwing powder in Martinez's eyes and kicks him in the nutsack. Like I said, I thought this was the best match on the show, and that's saying something because the main event was very good. And uh, <laughs> what more can you ask for out of a 10-minute match? And Marty Skrull solidified. Whoo, boy, this was really, really good. Very, very good. A must-watch, in my opinion. Kenny King successfully defended the ROH Television Championship over Silas Young. Silas is such a traditional-looking heel, and he's working without the giant knee brace these days, which is interesting and good to see. Kenny King, man, it's it's a lot different for me to see, see that Kenny King is working as a 36-year-old veteran because I remember him as the 21, 22-year-old prospect from Tough Enough that got screwed over, but oh well. Kenny King gets tossed outside the ring and wipes out a couple of cameramen. That was pretty cool. Both guys go ass over tea kettle with a double suplex over the top, over the ropes. That's like one of the oldest high spots that there ever was. Like Billy Robinson and Anoki doing that. Just, I'm pretty sure that was a belly to belly over the top. Just a classic one, and it still works. You just hold on to it. Inside the ring, there's a great cross body from the top uh, that hits for King. Silas Young gets some high velocity on an au revoir. That's the old move that, that La Resistance did. But I tell you what, Rob Conway, Savon Grenier, that would have been a by-God finish. A by-God finish. There aren't a lot of people who hit a rolling Samoan drop better than uh, Young either, and he does that hand, headstand moonsault right after. A Royal Flush wins it for Kenny King, and he retains. But the real story of this match came afterwards, and I got to add it to my notes here because I guess I left it out. Austin Aries shows up, and he does it with, with the Impact Championship in tow and challenges Kenny King. So, I mean, if that, that would make a lot of – he has, like, the Defiant Championship and the Grand Championship, all those gimmicks. And as our former associate editor, Brian Rose, said on Twitter – this would have been a big deal like back in the day or even a few years ago. The Impact Champion showing up on Ring of Honor TV. It didn't register that much these days, especially one that got cut from WWE recently, maybe by their own volition, depending on who you listen to, at least. He wants a shot at the ROH TV title. I would expect that. Now, this is this is my estimate that you would see that at Supercard of Honor, and they are loading that show up. They are loading that show up very, very well. This was a good match. I give it a 6.25 out of 10, which is above average on my scale. Austin Aries shows up with all of his championships, and it got a little bit of buzz, but not, not quite where you would expect for Austin Aries. Somebody in our live chat says, how nobody picked up Martinez over the years is crazy. He's criminally slept on like a prison cot. So here's the thing with that. Prison or Punishment Martinez in his interview with me said that he wasted his first 10 years of his career, which was up till 2014, 2015. Said that he thought he could coast on his size, said that he just thought he could rely on that, and it didn't work. He couldn't. And then he started to take it seriously. He started to hit up Ring of Honor camps. And then when he hit up another one, they said, hey, we're just offering you a contract. You don't need to do this one. Go listen to that interview. It's great. By the way, the making the finisher thing, it is a series that I'm going to do where I take a look at finishing moves from uh, an individual wrestler 
why they picked that move, how they did it, who takes it best, who takes it worst, what goes into the mentality, like the, the process of selecting a finishing move and how important that is in wrestling. Maybe some finishing moves that didn't work out for them. The first episode that I have is Raven. What I'm doing with stuff like this, the Wikipedia fact check and my old Squash City features that I did, taking a look at the best squash matches as well as making a finisher. I put those in season formats. I don't do it where it's a monthly thing or a weekly thing. I release them in seasons. Then they go away for a while. Then they come back. Make you miss them a little bit. Do things a little bit differently than everybody's done it. But did Wikipedia fact check and making a finisher for Punishment Martinez. So lots of people in the can. I just I had Colt Cabana on Wikipedia fact check recently as well. Head over to FightfulWrestling.com. Go to our exclusive section. Check that out. Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships, SoCal Uncensored, which is Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky defeated the Hung Bucks, which is the Young Bucks, and Adam Hangman Page. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Violent right off the bat. Adam Page is an early star of this match. Hitting a drop salt and powerbombing Scorpio Sky on the ramp. This is just a nonstop car crash. And Kazarian gets cracked open big time. There's a crazy, great seesaw kendo spot stick to the penis and testicle spot. So Scorpio Sky lays a kendo stick across an open chair that is sitting in the ring. Nick Jackson is sat on top of the, or bent over that kendo stick. Then somebody jumps off the rope, stomps on the kendo stick, and it makes the kendo stick seesaw into his penis. My God, that was sick. Ian Riccoboni hitting up the uh, Doug reference, banging on a trash can, drumming on the streetlight. I'd see you, playboy. Sky, oh my God, Scorpio Sky, this spot was so cool looking. He jumps from the floor, up to the apron to a kneeling Matt Jackson. Hurricane Ronda's him off of that. Page gets pile drive onto his spike belt, but Nick Jackson just has a really impressive strike combo. It is uh, really fast, really, really rigid. 
Stone Osborne says, any news on that Hammerstone interview? I'm backed up right now. It will happen. There are so many weapons and spots in this match that they all just kind of run together and they don't mean as much. That being said, it's still an awesome fight. But after all the chairs and the, the canes and stuff like that, and as many people that are in there, you have to do a lot because you have to take out a certain number of people. That way they they are eliminated from the equation, so to speak, when you're setting up spots. But they did run together a little bit. Christopher Daniels is about 257 years old and still does the prettiest moonsault in the world. Today, at, at no point in my life have I seen a moonsault prettier than Christopher Daniels' present day. You could take maybe one of his worst of the last 15 years, and it would be still be the best that I've ever seen. Kazarian gets kicked and like gently lies on the table, which looked kind of lame, but he gets elbow dropped off a ladder through, through the table by Matt Jackson. Nick Jackson hits a 450 onto a trash can on the Scorpio Sky, but Shane Taylor shows up. He is a, essentially a one-man APA in Ring of Honor. He is a hired gun. He takes out all the hung bucks, but Paige cracks him with a spiked rite of passage along with one of the Jackson brothers. It was very hilarious that Matt Jackson went to fight him off and tried to body slam him. And I think it was Rick Abani or Cole. I can't remember which one it was. But they played that up as Matt Jackson, <laughs> his ego getting the best of him because he's a heavyweight now. I thought that was a brilliant explanation of that on commentary because the Young Bucks in character, they would think that they could do that just because they're heavyweights now. And Matt Jackson has been selling his back for two months now. I don't ever want to hear anybody say that Matt Jackson doesn't sell or that the Young Bucks don't sell. Matt Jackson's been selling the same back injury for two months. I still buy it. Hangman Page gets tied up, and Matt has to tap to a Boston Crab with a kendo stick around his throat. Ooh, that was sick. We both predicted, myself and Jeff, on Tuesday's post-Smackdown show when we made our predictions that Scorpio Sky was going to be a factor in this decision, and he was. Uh, I think we went undefeated on the the. I went. I ran the table on my predictions tonight. I'll just say that. Kingdom try and attack Bullet Club after the match, but Bully Ray runs them off. Good stuff here. A mess, but when the Young Bucks are involved in a mess match, it's going to be good. It's just, they're, they, they've, they've got it down pat. It's what they specialize in. It's what they do. Cody brings out Brandy Rhodes and Barry the Bear to face Matt Taven. Matt Taven showed me something in his last pay-per-view match, and this one was okay. It wasn't bad. Cody Rhodes pretty quickly busts out a, a rope-hung flatliner and an American deathlock. Taven mocks him with a stardust taunt. I loved Taven's double underhook backbreaker, but the crowd just weren't hot for this match. They were hot for what happened after, but this is a rough spot to be in after the war that just took place. Cole Cabana refuses to assume the gender of Barry the Bear. Barry tries to give Cody a chair, but Taven breaks a cane over Rhodes' head, and it was nasty looking. Uses crossroads on Cody, gets a two. The ref is taken out. Kingdom come out and hit the big old wiener kick on Cody, but he pulls a road dog on him. King of the Ring 99 has a cup in his hand. Bully Ray runs off Kingdom, crossroads, and a pin. Simple match, fine, cool spots. 
Cody more of a baby face in this match than Matt Taven because it's Matt Taven ain't going to be baby face against anybody on this roster. Not, I'm not going to say because he's an exceptional heel. He's good at it. He, I mean, there was no just no heat to this match, but people want to like Cody Rhodes. They love to hate him type of thing. They're in the ring. They being Brandy and Cody, Barry the Bear. The mask is taken off. It's Kenny Omega. V-trigger to the head. And then afterwards, Brandy kisses Omega. Will this cause issues with Kota Ibushi? Is there a... We'll see. Like sands through the hourglass. Good, good angle at the end of this. The angle at the end of this hurt the match, the next match up a little bit. Briscoe Brothers defeated the Motor City Machine Guns. Like, this was awesome work from both teams. Not a ton of heat on it, and it wasn't following a great match or anything. But it was an emotional roller coaster of the Kenny Omega appearance. Kenny's not in Ring of Honor all the time. He's going to be quite a bit moving forward, but isn't all the time. And that was the roller coaster there, as opposed to the match. I love the look of Jay Briscoe with the, the either coal or paint or face black. I don't know what the hell it was, but it looks awesome. He looks like he's been in the coal mines nonstop, and he looks badass. I mentioned on the show this week that the Briscoes versus the Usos are a dream match for me. I really think the Motor City Machine Guns and the Revival are one, too, because the Motor City Machine Guns have seen better days, and they're still one of the smoothest tag teams in the world. One of the smoothest tag teams ever. They think with the same brain. Great work from both teams. I didn't get the finish. The finish really didn't make a damn bit of sense for me. So Saban eats a froggy bow, kicks out, that's fine. He eats a J-Driller and kicks out. Only to be pinned with a doomsday device like 10 seconds later. What? What? The J-Driller is one of the most protected moves in Ring of Honor history. And you're going to do it to kick out and to come back and get pinned like 10 to 20 seconds later. That doesn't make any sense to me. That is my glaring problem with Ring of Honor oftentimes is nothing is sacred. Nothing is protected. Pile driver to the outside through a table, roll them in and get a two count. Mm. Okay. That's when you get to the point where guys are, where BJ Whitmer's getting pile driven off the top rope into the apron and shit like that. Just the J driller is over. People know that means the end. You don't have to do all this. Briscoe brothers, here's some stats now. The ninth title reign that they have ever had uh, as Ring of Honor Tag Champions, that is the most ever. They also have the most defenses at 40. They will look to extend that. It was their first title uh, reign uh, with these titles since 2013. And they had lost 10 consecutive ROH Tag Team Championship matches. Now, in that time, they have held six-man tag championships and uh, IWGP Tag Team Championships, all that kind of stuff. But... Really, really getting it done, and they're they're getting up there with the title reigns. And at this point, if you include TNA tag title reigns as world tag team title reigns, you're gonna have to count the the ROH titles. 
and they're sitting at about 10 right now, not to mention the, they held the, the six-man tag titles in ROH, and they've held the never-open-weight six-man tag titles a couple times. CZW held those twice. Uh, they held the GHC junior heavyweight tag titles. Man, they, they've gotten it done. They they are one of the great teams. They have such a unique look. They are man, you couldn't ask for a better anchor for Ring of Honor. As long as those guys are there, people can come and go. You can interchange those guys. Mark Briscoe still hasn't had his run at the top yet. Maybe he never gets it. But I made that comparison with the Young Bucks last week about how back in the eighties, Hawk or Animal would challenge. Ric Flair for a title here and there, like on a loop or something, or on a major show. Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson. You throw one of those in there with the Dalton Castle. Okay, yeah, that's a main event at like a Manhattan Mayhem or something like that, or even a pay-per-view like this. Why wouldn't it be? Same thing with Mark and Jay Briscoe. That is one thing that Ring of Honor has done very well with several of their tag teams is making them good singles wrestlers. Uh, the Addiction as well, that's, that's another one. They They just, they're masterful. At that Ring of Honor World Championship match, Dalton Castle with the boys defeated Jay Lethal, digging the pink and yellow Savage S gear from Jay Lethal. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun. Castle super pl- or suplexes and throws are just so natural, effortless. His amateur wrestling really shines through. He's got that smoothness to him to his transitions that that I, I really love and I, I think work great for him. The around the world Hurricane Rana finds a, a home. Castle also hits a German suplex on the floor far from the last one he'll do. There's a lot of grunty, just grunt work on the outside of the ring. And Castle walks into one of the spots that I love, the old chop into the, the ring post where you hurt your hand. Uh, and sometimes there's not a really good way to, to protect yourself on that. I love it. Bobby Cruz, <laughs> he eats one of the trifecta dives from Jay Lethal and Colt Cabana's call of it. Like he has to go check. He has to go check on Bobby Cruz before this and pretend like he was concerned. But before that, he was laughing his ass off about Bobby Cruz getting hit with a suicide dive. It was one of the best calls in Ring of Honor history. Lethal gets Castle up in a torture rack. Anytime anybody gets somebody up in a torture rack, I'm, I think it looks good. I didn't appreciate the move when I was a kid, when Luger did it. I thought it was a boring move. But in the years since, I've done it to people. I've felt it, uh, obviously, in a worked environment. But I, I've come to realize how hard it is to do and how much it hurts. Then Lethal does a rolling torture rack slam. So he has, uh, he being Lethal, has Castle up on his shoulders, torture rack. Goes forward and does akin to the rolling Samoan drop. Amazing, amazing move. However, lethal injection is one of the most baffling moves in pro wrestling. As good as Jay Lethal is, I don't know why he does this goddamn move. The handspring into the the cutter. You're going to hear me complain about it all the time. And Scorpio Sky is doing the cutter all the time now. If I'm lethal, I'm going and saying... Hey, kid, even though Scorpio Sky's not a kid, he's like a 15-year vet. Hey, guy, maybe don't do the cutter. I'm going to simplify things. Not a lot of other people are doing the cutter outside of WWE now. 
Carl Anderson's not doing it. He's not there. Tomatonga's adopted it. Jay Lethal rarely wrestles when, when and where Tomatonga does. And Tomatonga does it as a tribute to Carl Anderson. The handspring doesn't make any sense. If you're getting whipped into the turnbuckle, yeah, or the, or the ropes, it does. Because you would do that in order to uh, kind of throw your opponent off guard and all that. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Either way, Castle kicks out of one after a figure four leg lock, too. Jay Lethal lands on his neck, taking a German suplex off the apron. He tried to take it akin to the way that Kurt Angle used to take suplexes from Brock Lesnar and Taz and stuff, but landed on his head and neck. Seems like he was okay, though. They slug it out in the ring. This is a good strike exchange. I'm a fan of the ones where it's not just punch, 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 wait, punch, wait, punch, all that stuff. Castle's throwing jabs and hooks and really fast strikes where he doesn't wind up. Because that's that's the typical way pro wrestlers do it. They wind up because that's the way you're taught. But it doesn't make sense there. You're trying to get the best of somebody, not let them punch you. And there were two or three punches thrown at a time like that too. Bangarang wins it for Castle. Excellent match this was. I gave it a 7 out of 10 on my rankings. Punishment Martinez and Marty Skrull still took it. Eight, 8 out of 10 for me, which is really, really exceptional on my, my ratings guide. Very rarely do I go up to a 9 or a 10. Have a couple times this year already because there's been some great wrestling this year. After this, Marty Skrull confronts Dalton Castle. Myself and Jeff were thinking, who's the guy for Ring of Honor next? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? I don't know why I didn't just poof hit us in the head. Of course, it's Marty Skrull. He's, he's insanely over. He has a great entrance. He sells a lot of merch. He can get it done in the ring. Why not him? Marty Skrull, Dalton Castle, and Supercard of Honor. Oh, boy. You've got Cody versus Kenny Omega. Okay. Really? You got Austin Aries, Kenny, Kenny King for the TV title? All right. Those two, maybe not my cup of tea, but that's stacking the deck. Still, I think that Ring of Honor should have ran Friday night. I don't know why major shows don't run opposite the Hall of Fame. Because as as nice as the WWE Hall of Fame is, some people just want to watch wrestling. They just want to watch action. That's going to be a rough night. Now, maybe I'm saying that in a greedy manner because at 6.30 p.m. on that Saturday night, we're starting to cover UFC. And that's a big UFC show. Two title fights. At about 8 p.m. that night, Eastern, WWE NXT TakeOver New Orleans pops on. I mean, that's going head-to-head with UFC, and it's got and UFC has Habib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson with Conor McGregor just lurking in the background, and Rose Namajunas against Joanna Janjacek. Over on NXT, you got Andrade Cien Almas and Aleister Black. You got Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. You have a three-way tag title match. You have a ladder match with six studs in it. And then you got Gargano and Ciampa. Then at the same time, you got Supercard of Honor. I would have done it Friday. They really should have done it Friday. However, guys, I will be pulling an all-nighter the night before WrestleMania. I'm going to be uh, up working late for you guys. I want you all to support us. Uh, make sure you all get the word out. Help us out. We're still a very young site. We're less than two years in. Uh, we pay our, our staff and stuff very well compared to the other industry standards for the most visited websites. So we're we're putting in that work for you on WrestleMania weekend because 
right after NXT TakeOver, I will be coming at you all live with an NXT TakeOver New Orleans post show. Right after UFC, uh, I don't even know what it is, 223, I believe it is. Coming at you all live with a post show there too. Not just that. James Lynch is likely going to be at the event sending in stuff all night. So you got that too. Then when I get the chance to catch up on Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor that night, hopefully at the latest early Sunday, coming at you with a podcast for that too. And of course we have probably a two-hour WrestleMania post-show podcast as well. As if WrestleMania wasn't long enough, my friends. Leave us a thumbs up, thumbs up, subscribe. Remember, very soon you will have an option to uh, support Fightful with a premium service that we have upcoming. I'm talking uh, access to some never-before-seen stuff, some exclusive podcasts, some exclusive interviews, a lot of cool new private content that you'll only be able to get through that service. But uh, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. I love doing these Ring of Honor post shows as well. You all asked for them. I gave them to you. And now weekly, at least for now, I'm, I'm really liking the reception so far. Post NXT shows, I doubt I'm going to make a habit out of doing those at 1 a.m. on uh, Thursday mornings. But who knows? I am up at that time, and I had quite a bit of, of live interaction during that as well. Thank you guys so much. Visit Fightful.com. If you don't like MMA or boxing, say screw it. Visit FightfulWrestling.com. We have that for you too. Until next time, guys, I want to thank you all so much. We are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.